come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're a movie review and talk show podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not. And our quest for total world domination, which you can help us out with. Yes, you. By going over to wherever you found us and hitting that like or subscribe button. These are the internet radio superstars. Michaela. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin. And tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by... Colin. There can be only one. There can. <laughs> what is the one we watched? One. We watched Highlander. Highlander. From the year. 1986. Directed by... Russell Mulcahy. Ooh, okay. So yeah. Russell Mulcahy. Okay. Do we know him from anything else? Um, We haven't done anything of his on the... On the show, but you know his work because um, Russell Mulcahy was a music video director. It feels like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Did he direct I, Queen? Okay. I, I was going to say. Yeah, I fell down a rabbit hole with this guy's IMDb page. Okay. Oh, but, uh, he has 166 credits. I would say 120 of those are music videos. I yeah. love it. Maybe more. But the one Billy Joel, like every Billy Joel music video ever made, like he would find okay. an artist and stick with them for forever. It seems yeah, like Elton John, yeah, Duran Duran, wow. anybody big in the eighties or nineties, wow. he did at least a few music videos for. Yeah, Totally Eclipse of the Heart, uh, Bonnie mm-hmm. Tyler, that yes. was him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense watching the movie. Yeah. But he made video killed the radio stuff. Ah, yeah. the Buggles, yeah, <laughs> nice. What? That was his. The first video wow. ever played on MTV. Yes, yeah. He Amazing. says he didn't know that what they were. You know, it was like a thing that they he had to come up with the idea like the day before, and they were like, oh, "Okay, yeah? we're going to do this." And then it became the first video play. It's amazing. TV. When I really fell down the rabbit hole, this guy was when I looked at the movies he directed. Because oh yeah. I got catfished by a movie he directed. <laughs> He's directed a movie called Malone, and I was like, oh, God, is it be oh. Malone? Oh. It's not. No, it's okay. a Malone movie from 2009. Okay, and the more I looked into this, more we might have to do this movie. <laughs> this, you say that, but it, if we get Maloned again it, by Malone... I, I, <laughs> the cast it might is, explode. This is like the most chaotic cast I've seen in a movie in recent memory. Okay, first of all, the movie's original title was Give Him Hell Malone, and then oh. they just shortened it to Malone. That sounds which, I like that. But <laughs> Give him hell Malone. That's, I love yeah. It. yeah Why awesome. would you want to connect yourself to the bad Malone? I don't understand. You said this is two thousand something? Two thousand nine. Wow. Okay, now wait till you hear the cast, right? Okay, this is the guy who directed Highlander directed this movie. Thomas Jane. Okay. Ving Rames. Sounds yeah. good so far, right? Okay. Elsa Pataki. I mean, French Stewart. Oh. oh, that's a choice. And we're going to round out the crew with Doug Hutchinson, which um, if you don't know who he is, he's the, probably most famous for marrying a 16 year old yeah. when he was 47. Oh, that's Doug Hutchinson. Yes. From oh. the ship, from Shawshank. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. um, not Shawshank, the Green Mile. Green Sorry. Mile yes, from Green Lost. Mile. Green Mile. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. That That's the cast of Give Him Hell Malone. Interesting. Does Who's Malone? Thomas Jane, obviously. Okay. Uh, does he, obviously. Does he give them hell? I, I mean, I've not seen it. We're going to have to watch uh, and find out, like guys. It's a World War II movie or something. No, like it's not. Does. It is um, right? It is a mobster movie. Oh, okay. I'm just right. not realizing how much Thomas Jane looks like uh, Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have yeah. the same squint. We yeah. keep saying Lambert. Is that how you pronounce his name? He's yeah, he's French. French. Yes. Lambert. Lambert. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how I'm going to pronounce it for Lambert. the rest of my life. No, Christopher that's Lambert. That's not how the French would say it, no. Well, okay. How also, would the Scottish um, say it? How would the Spanish say it? How would the Egyptians, <laughs> the Egyptians say it? I was going to say, because you hire a Frenchman to play a Scot, and you hire a Scot to play an Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. This movie has a wacky cast. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's put it this way. The cast is fine. 
Just rearrange their them a little stories bit. are weird. <laughs> like the the cast isn't wacky. It's just their backgrounds as the characters. Oh, the characters, yeah. yes, yeah. they're a little wacky. Well, um, before we get into cast, just uh, Mulcahy, uh, his first movie was uh, the, because uh, he's from Australia, so the first okay. movie that he did was the uh, Ozploitation epic Razorback, which is Ooh, the Australian actually, Jaws, because yeah. oh, it's about okay. a boar, mm -hmm. but this boar isn't like any other boar, because it's bigger. So is this like Hogzilla? But, <laughs> uh, out of better. Jaws, <laughs> <Good>. yeah. <laughs> But out of all the things that can kill you in Australia, that's what they want with for a movie? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah well, they, they have problems with... I mean, when you watch that movie, they have problems with regular boars, and then oh. there's this bigger boar. I mean, we have problems with boars in America here, yeah. so, like, yeah. I'm just like, Australia, like, you touch the bush, and it might kill you, right? you know? Like, yeah, you can't touch anything there. Sharks, snakes, spiders, they've got it all. Spiders the size yeah, of Buicks there. Yeah. yeah. The, the kangaroos. The, kangaroos. The, have you yeah. seen that video of that kangaroo trying to strangle that dog? Yes. Yeah, yeah and that guy punches it? Yeah. Not only does he punch it, he runs across a field for yeah. like a minute and yeah. then goes up and punches it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then like kind of turns around just to make sure it's walking like, away. <laughs> that's great. I'd, I'd yeah. do the same thing. I'd yeah. tackle that motherfucker. Don't, Don't touch my, my dog. Yeah. Yeah. Bad kangaroos. Mm -hmm. Well, he came to the United States and he made a movie called Highlander and then uh, he got Joel Silver and he made a movie called Ricochet. Okay. Oh. Stay tuned. Oh. Okay. Joel okay. Silver okay. bringing Denzel Washington and making him an action hero. Right. Isn't um, John Lithgow in Yes, that? he is. Yes. Real yeah. unhinged. Yeah, he's a yeah, weird, we like, watch he looks It sounds bad like a movie I would bring. It's, yeah. yeah. It's more like a crime thriller than an yeah. action movie. Again. But, yeah, Joel Silver <laughs> produced Russell Mulcahy. Eventually, he did a movie called, when I heard about it, it was called Talos the Mummy, but it was later retitled Tale of the Mummy mm -hmm. with Jason Scott Lee, who played okay. Bruce Lee and Dragon, the right. Bruce Lee story. Okay. Huh. Um, he did a lot of Tales from the Crypt episodes, and nice. he did Resident Evil Extinction, which if you're like, which oh. one was that? That was the one in the post-apocalyptic Las Vegas. Which number is this? Number three. Uh, okay. There okay. you go. All wow. Right. So, <laughs> Russell McKay, he's still out there working today. Who's in this movie? Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Who we have put on the Saturday Night Wall of Fame. This is the, the only good thing to ever come from Mean Guns <laughs> yes. is getting Christopher Lambert on the wall. This, I know. It's like in the past couple of weeks, it feels mean like we've been leading to this movie somehow. But, well, we mentioned Mean Guns, and then Colin was like, Highlander, it's my chance. Yeah. Like He saw his door, and he's like, I'm going in. Mean Guns is one of the worst movies that we've ever watched yeah. on this yes. show. It was directed by Albert Poon. Poon? Mm -hmm. Poon, who did yep. last week's movie yep. Cyborg, but it starred Christopher Lambert. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also did this movie, but Christopher Lambert may be, outside of Connor McCloud in Highlander, Christopher Lambert may be known as one other pop culture character. Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Uh -huh. Which we did on this show. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh -huh. Me too. You're wow. welcome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a choice. <laughs> what a career. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, where Weird. have you seen a lot of Christopher Lambert movies? No. no and I, I, I think I'm okay with it, honestly. I mean, I've seen. <laughs> Mortal Kombat yeah. in this, yeah, is that yeah? How much of his yeah. filmography is that? I gotta pull up his IMDb because I can't think of what else he's been in. Yeah, does he? Um, not to say anything bad about him, but what, what is his range outside of stuff like this? Because it doesn't seem, to be honest, everything I see him in, it's kind of him. Yeah, he's kind of because uh, he was in. I, I've seen two of his movies recently. One was Night Moves with because uh, he was married or is married to Diane Lane. Really? What? 
Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Diane Lane. I know. Everybody's looking at me incredulously. Well, I, I thought she was married to, what's his face? Josh Brolin. Yeah. Well, she was married to Christopher Lambert. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. okay. So That's they're crazy. Not, they're not yeah. currently married. Um, but she's in the movie with him. Night or James movie. Brolin. I'm sorry. Did I say Josh? It is Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. James Brolin's dad. Oh, Josh Brolin. Okay. Josh Brolin, yeah. Who's with James Brolin? Um, Somebody Strays? else famous. Is it Streisand? Is it Streisand? Maybe Streisand. Okay. I think so. Um, Crazy. But yeah, and then he was in a movie called Resurrection, which was like a seven kind of riff, but Russell Mulcahy also directed that. Um, he was... Uh, he was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, apparently? I don't remember. I don't remember that either. Because <laughs> I remember Idris Elba and Wes Bentley, if I'm right. Or Idris Elba's in, in that movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. But he came to fame in America because he was in Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Yeah. That's a long title. Mm-hmm. A very highbrow Tarzan movie. He wow. played Tarzan. That's great. He's got the brow line for it. Yes. Yeah. And the monosyllabism yes. of it. So. Yeah. I don't remember him in Hail Caesar either. The, the thought of this guy. He was in Hail Caesar? Yeah. The, yeah, the, fuck? He was. the thought of this guy trying to do Coen Brothers dialogue does not connect with me. Like. I can't see him pulling it off. No, because I imagine he was the very quiet one in the yeah, Coen Brothers right, movie, right. not saying much. He would work for Stuart Gordon. He was in a movie called Fortress. I'm not sure if he was in Fortress 2. Uh-huh. And he uh, worked for Michael Cimino, the director of Heaven's Gate. Okay, the deer hunter. But he made <laughs> right. The Sicilian, where Christopher Lambert played the, the Sicilian. Sicilian. Okay. So he can play... Any, Any ethnicity. <laughs> he, I mean, he really, he has. <laughs> he can is saying something else, but he has. Let's put it that way. What'd you think of his Scottish accent in this movie? Not bad. I've heard worse. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad when he it's, when he's. It's not great, but I've heard worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know because I was like, oh, he's yeah, he's got a little bit of Scot- Scottish. Going it works on there, because so. it's supposed to be like. I mean, when we're not seeing the flashbacks, it's supposed to be like it's been 400 years yeah. and he's yeah. been all over. So it kind of works that it's like faded. It's yeah. just the flashbacks. It's like, meh, yeah. Meh. yeah. Yeah. So this guy's been around for a while, still mm-hmm. working. And who else is in this movie? My namesake, Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? We're also bringing to the hey! Saturday Night Freak Show Wall of Fame. Did we do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> But we did Zardoz. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which is iconic. Of, yeah. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> yeah. an iconic outfit, if nothing else. Yeah. And uh, I did not see that, and I'm very sad. I was not here for Zardoz. I know. You missed a Yeah, I wasn't there. here, but I've it. seen it. It's a, it's a movie. And many years here. ago, we did. You didn't do that one? You didn't do Zardoz either? Oh, my God. Colin, did you just do this on your own? Yeah. Bring back Zardoz. Okay. <laughs> Zardoz. Part two. Oh, wow. But you I don't know, think I was here. The, the I could have been. You know, I, I thought remember. one of you. I thought one of you guys was here. No, no oh, I never okay. remember. Holly, you were here then. I, was well, I don't think here. any of you were here when we did Time Bandits. Nope. Okay. I was here for Time Bandits. Here for time I fucking bandits. hate Time Bandits. Sounds <laughs> 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 like I remember. Because yes, I remember, I remember because I never want to watch that movie again. <laughs> and who else is in this movie? Clancy Brown. Clancy yeah. fucking Brown. Clancy, Clancy Brown. Hell I, yeah. I had no idea. I love that man. Yeah, he's he's great. The more I see, the better he gets. He's great. Mm-hmm. And this is young Clancy Brown. Yeah. yeah. This is before Shawshank. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. He's shredded in this movie. He's just a big yeah. dude. Because yeah. I always remember, it feels to me that like Clancy Brown, you know, from this, you're like, okay, what range does this guy have? He's always going to be like a bruiser. No. no. Little did we know. No, he becomes a guy that monologues a lot. And he's a got, lot. but he's got a great voice <laughs> yeah. to do to do the monologuing. Yeah. He's got a great voice for it. Yeah, yeah. 
And oh. I mean, later in his career, though, he did like a lot of stuff that wasn't yeah. just, you know, uh, SpongeBob. You know, yeah, regular character in SpongeBob. <laughs> Very true. Have you guys seen? I think I might have brought it up on a previous episode. Did you know there's an episode of SpongeBob where all the voice actors play their characters, like a live action episode? <gasps> Shut up! And Clancy Brown's in it as <gasps> Mr. Krabs, and it's surreal. As I well. remember the first time I re- that I it was revealed that he yeah. did Mr. Krabs. I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. This is weird." Yeah. yeah, I need to watch that. And episode. like, they're not yes. like they're just wearing like the outfits their character would wear, so it's just. Like that's it. It's I so love that. it's great. so like like community theater production. Love it's it. amazing. I so want to watch it and watch it. It's okay. wonderful. That's amazing. But it's Do also weird to, to hear those like voices come out of like people. no. But that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. That's, after <laughs> yeah. after seeing SpongeBob for so long, yeah. I want to see the I people doing the voices. Yes. I love everyone. Loves seeing the people do the voices. Yes, yeah. and Clancy, seeing Clancy Brown as Mr. Krabs is just delightful. Does he? Wa- I hope he like tries to walk <laughs> like him and shit. My God. Well, what, what range this yeah. man has. I know, yeah. One yeah. of America's greatest actors. He truly, is. truly. Um, okay, so what had you... Uh, some of you had seen Highlander, and mm-hmm. some of you hadn't. I realized tonight that I had not seen Highlander. I, I seen Highlander. had, but had minimal memory of it. I yeah. remember what Clancy Brown looked like. No, I, That's yeah. about it. I had seen it when I was a kid. I didn't really remember it. I think my brother watched the show a lot, and I think most of my memory is from the show. There was a show. Sense. There are also yeah. sequels to this movie. Yeah. How many? Well, I mean... It's Highlander Endgame, which was I want to say like that's the, the fifth movie. one. Yeah, no, but that, that had was... Edge in it. Okay, so <laughs> so here's the timeline, and we're gonna have to talk about some of these as we go forward. Sure, but there's sure. Highlander, there's Highlander Two, the, the Quickening. Okay, there's Highlander Three, which is either the Sorcerer or the Final Dimension, depending on where <laughs> in the world you are. There's Highlander Four. I think that's that's not Endgame. Oh shit! What is that one? Oh, we can look this. And up. then there's Endgame is and the fifth Endgame. one, and then the source is the sixth one, unless I've miscounted. And, and there's how something. many is Christopher Lambert in? He is in all but the sixth one. Okay. Oh wow! Wow! Stuck with it that long? Yes, huh? because uh, at some point Highlander Four is Endgame. That is Endgame. Okay, so then the source I think is the fifth one. So we're saying there's five. Highlander Five is the source. Yep. Okay, but then there was a TV show, mm-hmm. but the TV show follows the exploits of Duncan McLeod, which is uh, the cousin of Connor McLeod, right. Adrian Paul, mm-hmm. I want to say. And then there was an animated series, and there was a Japanese anime, and then there was a spinoff called Highlander the Raven, which I think only ran one season. I remember that. And I think that's where we are now. As okay. A, and the movie has not been remade. Thank Yet the Jesus. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, we by us it talking about it tonight, yeah, it's, it's already in the works. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we, it's it's been brought. If they, I mean, they're finally going to come out with a crow remake. Yeah. Yeah. this is going to get there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the crow, <laughs> thank you for the opportunity, John Polito, who's in the crow. Okay, is in this movie, but he's a lot younger. Remember, he was the uh, pawn, the pawn shop owner in the crow, wasn't he? I got I'm trying guy. to remember I don't who remember Joseph the Polito is. Like, John Polito. Well, he was the he was um the police detective, the bald police detective. Oh, okay. Only he was a lot younger. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yes. And I forgot. I, I, you know what? For a long time, I've not remembered his name as an actor. Well, but he is very young in this. You should because we put him on the Saturday Night. Oh, show. Wow. the Rocketeer. For Rocketeer. Rocketeer. I know he's in the Rocketeer. And the Big Lebowski. And the Big Lebowski. The, uh, that, private again, Big Lebowski is our <laughs> is our tie-in to a lot of stuff. Uh, wow. So we're, Oddly okay, enough. We're, we're checking him off. We're putting him on the wall. Thank you, MF Med, for your uh, yes, thank stewardship. You. <laughs> All the certificates are going out in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Highlander uh, became a cult. Well, okay. 
So you're aware of this movie. Yes. Uh, what is the inspiration for this movie, Colin? According to the writer, which is Gregory Wyden, if I want to, if I, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, he said that his inspiration was a viewing of Ridley Scott's The Duelists. Anybody? Oh, anybody? That sounds familiar. Uh, Gregory Wyden, Gregory Wyden, Peter Bellwood, and Larry Ferguson. Yeah. He, li- he likes <laughs> movies of duel in the title. Yeah, movie, right. Because yeah. well, he had done. <laughs> is that a sword movie too? It is. Well, I think they they fight. But the duelist was um I can't remember if it was pistols, but I think it's Harvey Keitel and Keith Carradine and right. it takes place in over many years in these guys' lives as they like keep challenging each other You're to duel. You're saying things I like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it keeps on going on and I don't want to say a time period cuz I'm not sure if it's sure. Elizabethan gotcha. or Victorian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, apparently the author or the the writer of this had watched that and said, like, well, what happened? What would happen if that dueling, you know, we meet up every couple of years and have a duel kept going on forever? Interesting. And so there's Highlander. Although I always thought personally that this was like um, like a va- like maybe a vampire story or something. Like if you just it's take very, out. The- yeah. Yeah. It's an I inherited curse. Yeah. Curse of immortality. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like your life's pretty normal for the most part. Doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of have like a little bit of super strength. Yeah, I was like, he doesn't. Re- they didn't really have like the limitations of a vampire, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. none of the like negatives of like right. not being able to go out in the daylight and like you just live forever, drink blood and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you just drink souls. Yeah, every and it seems like the, it seems like they still like experience normal like human feeling as far right. as right. Like, pain and pleasure and that kind of thing so he has a real idyllic life in this little castle on this mountainside in scotland his life looks pretty and then this fucking awesome penthouse in new york yeah jesus well i mean if you have 400 or 200 years in america or whatever to accumulate all that wealth yeah Yeah. i guess Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what's his day job He's an antique dealer. Yeah, that's right. That's dealer. right. That's right. But it's like, does he really need CMD cash? Really. Because he he's one of these guys who has figured out. I mean, this is. I mean, I guess the the part of the appeal of the movie, part of the appeal that I've always had with, um, well, I suppose in certain vampire movies, that's why I really like like Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Or yes, Bicentennial Man, where you actually. Get- <laughs> Thought of that movie in twenty years. <laughs> wow! But Nobody's like talked about Bison Tony Man in twenty five years. Yeah. You get to see the passage of time from like one character's perspective as the world changes around them, right? Um, but yeah, so he's able to like you know amass wealth and then hand it off to himself. So his assets just kind of keep on appreciating, and he can just like sit there and fuck off. You know, that's for- true. <laughs> yeah. So he's got it. He's got it wired. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to have what a lot of like vampire movies always seem to deal with immortality as like um at some point he, it becomes too depressing to live. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. you got to watch everyone you care about die at some point. Yeah. Even do vampires have people that they care about and all that? I mean, it depends I, on the vampire. Movie. Colin, yeah. there was a whole series of movies and books called Twilight that explored this very idea. So <laughs> that is correct, Michaela. Yeah. And the uh, the interview with the vampires yep. also does that. They know each other over a period yeah. of time. But I mean, even I mean, depending on what version of Dracula you're watching, there's there's feelings there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's always been some sort of like man versus monster, like no inner, inner to resist. Ba- yeah, inner battle. Yeah. So how does uh? Well, I suppose we should tell for, if those of you who have been living under a rock. Well, have they? I guess this is the question. I was going to say, like, you know, everybody's familiar with this, but is uh, Highlander? Do we feel that this is pervasive enough that, like, 
we don't really have to go over the nuts and bolts of the story. Yeah, or should we like give it. an introductory, like, this is what it's about? I mean... Uh, I think, well, I think the whole point of bringing it here, or one of the points of bringing it tonight was that maybe you don't feel it's pervasive as it used to be. So well, maybe we like should just by asking you guys. I feel if like it, it is. Well, I feel like people know Highlanders that there can only be one sword fighting but, uh, movie. But I think that's it. Yeah. So no, I think, but that means, I think that's I mean, all they know. But yeah. it still exists in their consciousness. Sure. So it hasn't yes. been completely evaporated. Sure. Yes. But I think we're down to that. I think we're down to the very basics of what it is, because yeah. that's all I could have told you about this movie. And I mean, I will tell you that whenever I go to flea markets or anywhere that sells swords conventions, there's always the McLeod mm-hmm. uh, clan sword. All right, let me tell you this. So in 2007, I went to Scotland. Yes, and I'm in Scotland. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. The one thing I am going to do is I'm going to go to any store that sells those little keychains that have your family name on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know which one I'm going to get. And I went into every single, every single one of them would have a whole wall. And there was one rack always in the middle of it that was missing in the M's. And it was yeah. always McLeod. <laughs> it was always gone. I'm like, it can't be that every single person who comes in here has the same idea. But <laughs> yes, apparently so. Yeah. No, I think it's just, uh, I think it's just family members coming in. Going, oh, there we All go. The McLeod's All the McLeods came in. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So um, what's this movie about? Good question. It is. It is. An existential journey through many times with some pit stops to duel and <laughs> to mess with history a little bit. Ah, it's what is a Highlander, Colin? Tell me that. It's a well, person from the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Uh, There's got to be more to it than that. Um, a rough oh. and tumble person from the Scottish. I'm not sure if, okay. it, if you have to be a clansman and the Scottish clan, mm-hmm. like to actually have a house name. In okay. order to be a Highlander, I think. Okay. But we see yeah. Highlanders from different areas of the world in this movie. No, but that's the thing: what they are is not a Highlander. He's the Highlander. He's the Highlander. He's yeah. the only one, right? Well, well that's is what there I'm wondering. A word given to what they are? Just Did immortals. Okay. okay, yeah, this is what I'm wondering: yeah. if the Highlander is what's specific to his powers and being immortal and everything, right. or if something else. The yeah, Highlander what, is just where what he's from. designates who becomes this immortal? Yeah. What is, is the there a reasoning behind this? it? Well, I mean, we're giving it in the movie, and it's like know, the sort of Gryffindor. It's there when you need it. You're just born like with it. You're born you know? into okay. it. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, so. It's like a story. Anakin. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the midi chlorians. See, is but-, it, but is it inherited? Then is it genetic? Yeah, if your dad's a Highlander, are you going to be one too? Well, or is you if your dad's an immortal? Oh no! Well, you'd have so to be the just, only one to have kids. Yeah, I think it's just a supernatural. Like, oh, it's this kid. Is it luck of the draw? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, everything without prophecies, basically. Okay, gotcha. so I'm going to tell you that I stopped after Highlander three. So <laughs> if it ah. is explained in the show or whatever, I'm sure at some point they have to get into like where I don't know. I the would answer think to this. so. There'd be more <laughs> ancestry involved as the sequels go on. Yeah. But- Interesting. Yeah, although it is ironic that there can be only one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's five sequels. In the, in the third one, it was like Mario Van Peebles shows yeah. up because he was like an evil sorcerer immortal who was buried in a cave-in. Mm. And then the end result of this movie happens, but then for some reason somebody burrows into the cave and lets him out, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, now there's another one and we have to go after Now we have two again we have to fight. Okay, so yeah. so it's the idea that there's these immortals who are born into the world. They've been here since the dawn of time. Sean Connery tells us that at the beginning of the movie, always moving through you, silently playing their game, which is uh, chopping each other's heads off. Because in the end, 
There can be only one. Do you want me to read you the oh, no. little, the little snip from Wikipedia? Okay. Okay. <laughs> In the Highlander franchise, human beings born with the power of the quickening become immortal if they suffer a premature death by non-natural means, such as by violence. After the first death, they are ageless and invulnerable to death unless their head is removed or destroyed. From the time they are born, immortals and pre-immortals cannot biologically have children. So because so he, he was stabbed. stabbed yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. That's when he was chosen. So okay. if you were born immortal, but you live and you never were violently killed, and you just would you get old? It sounds like that. Yeah. That's how they make it sound. So it is like vampirism. You have to be like... uh, There has to be an activation of it somehow. Yeah. Through violence. Interesting. It would would seem. So we could be immortal, but... But we have to get stabbed with a large broadsword to find out? (laughs) I don't know. You got to... Dear Brailer, you have to figure out for yourself if it's worth it. (laughs) Um, But please don't go stabbing each other. Yeah. Please don't. No. No. That's that's terrible. I'd rather not find out. Just assume you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can all safely assume that. (laughs) Let's just do that. Just but maybe that that's they're pulling the wool over our eyes, Holly. This is how they've kept us in control all these years. <laughs> oh, because we, we won't stab each other to find out who's a Highlander. Okay. Not a Highlander. <laughs> immortal. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you and go. Immortal. Well, don't yeah. come. Okay, but they use the word Highlander way more than they use immortal in this movie. Like, well, it's always him calling, him, uh, calling Chris, uh, Connor McLeod the Highlander. Yeah. Right. I understand. Here, Highlander. Right. All right. I'm, as we go through this, I'm yeah. understanding that it's because he's from there and yes. not yeah. he is an he's immortal. He's from the Scottish Okay. Highlands, I have to yeah. separate that in my mind yeah. because for years and not having seen this movie, that's what that was. Sure. He was yeah. a Highlander. He's the Highlander. He's the Highlander. And that's what. Yeah. Why he has the powers and everything. Not cool. because of where he's it, from, it, because of what it is. Cultural opinion is that the word Highlander means immortal. Yes. That is how yes. pop culture uh, okay. perceives Okay, well, that's movie. why you listen to the yeah. Saturday Night yes. Freak Show, where that's we right. can set you straight. Yes. Um, okay, so um, he is... So we we cut back and forth through um, time. We do. I guess that's the whole through thing. Through beautiful transitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean was in awe. I love them. <laughs> I love a good transition. I do too. It's, it, it, and I they do were too. seamless. Yeah, in this. they were great. The sun coming up on the lock, and like while the bagpipe music was playing, and like the mm. glow of it on the lock while they just slow panned. I could have watched that for the next two hours. It was beautiful. Like, that was, a, yeah. yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like his all his uh, music video talents have really come to pay mm-hmm. off in this movie. And you can't say that a lot because they do that nowadays, or at least silver. Uh, Platinum Dunes did it a yes. lot. We'll get the music video director to come in because mm. they have an eye for the and visual flair and whatnot, and then they end up making something that's not great. So I'm glad we have Elm examples Street. that show. <laughs> what? A Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, well, yes, yep. exactly. Yep. That was, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, it's uh, a very well shot movie. I mean, it does feel like a, a big screen movie. Like It feels yeah. like a theatrical, you know, mm-hmm. it has that kind of size and scale and yes. scope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're practicing swords on, on boulders like thousands of feet high in Scotland like the clips, with crazy yeah. views. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have uh, helicopter shots. They've got crowd shots. They've got, you know... Uh, yeah, the shots are huge. I'm still wondering how they did the wrestling shot, like... Skycam. Was so it, what yeah. is it? The one on the wire? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yes. You're right. Probably yeah. an early use of it. Yeah. He uses Steadicam, all this stuff. Yeah. I remember a criticism of the movie at the time. I think it was Leonard Malton said that the relentlessly showy camera moves will have you reaching for the Dramamine. So this Aww. was... Because now it's like when you watch it, it doesn't really stand out as like this is an overly... Did it as an overly stylized movie? I mean, it, if you're sensitive to like spinning camera shots, then yeah, I could see why you would say that. that you know? As someone who has never seen Saving Private Ryan for that very reason, yeah. I can't watch movies like that. This movie wasn't bad. It yeah. didn't. I'm fine. Yeah, it is. 
it is very stylized, but it doesn't seem, or at least, you know, watching it with eyes in 2022, it doesn't feel like it's overly stylized. Maybe it did at the time, I think it comparatively did it to other movies. I can imagine, because, yeah, it definitely looked different than other movies of this time. Much more mobile camera in this. Yeah, and he, he shoots low, which is something I think when we were watching the movie, I'm saying, I, I've seen yeah. David Fincher do a lot mm-hmm. that uh, you yes. know, is employed here where I don't recall, you know... A lot of other movies employing this kind of moving low mm-hmm. camera, yeah. you know, low, low camera angle, yeah. uh, crane shots and things zipping around all over the place, yep. following people around hallways. It's a very active visual movie. Yes, it lots is. of backlighting and all this stuff. I mean, what we're but it looks about, great because of that. It does. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I guess it looks like maybe a high end '80s music video or something. You know, you're gonna have yeah. like a lot of smoke and a lot of smoke, a lot of backlighting and all that mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of silhouette. I love me uh, some then, black, some backlighting. And right, but then we break into <laughs> colors at a certain yeah. point in the movie, which is also like really cool. And, it, and then it's sometimes, or it's just a police procedural where we just have kind of the natural lighting of the situation. And, and a lot sometimes of scenes, it looks like they put the camera in a hole in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, but there's, it, it always seems like it's maybe trick. not I like a, <laughs> a consistent. Well, yeah, but the, when when it started moving, that's what yes. I'm saying. That low, you know, it's like the camera's on a hole right. before, but then it moves. Right, that's an like, advancement what? of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but the, the visual aesthetic seems to like change enough. You know, like you know, now we're going to do color. Now we're going to do mm-hmm. flying cameras. Now we're going to do the that it it maintains this kind of visual interest in the movie as the movie moves yes. forward. I just remembered the the writer on this. He also created the prophecy. Oh, mm. oh, that okay, makes sense. wow, yeah, okay. Seems, Which also kind of deals kin. with, uh, I guess, immortal beings and yeah. you know an ongoing war between them. You know, mm-hmm. the, the humans don't know about and all that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's a lot of jargon thrown around in this. A lot. I don't know. There's at least three. There's uh, you know the Highlander, right? Then there's uh, the Quickening, yes, uh, and the Gathering, yes. Mm-hmm. What's the Quickening? Quickening is the process of becoming. Oh, also the prize. That's the other one. Sorry, the, the quickening, oh, yeah, the, and the prize. gathering, and the prize. What? What is the quickening? <laughs> the quickening. It's like it's, it's it, it. It's like the force. I guess. Yeah. Like it. It's like I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. It feels like a build up to becoming an immortal or something like that. Or because he is an immortal, maybe because he had because he was stabbed. It's the process of becoming more immortal. Well, quick- I don't. The quickening is when you kill another one and gain their power. Is that specifically what it is? But there's that scene where they're running on the beach and Sean Connery's like, can you feel that? That's the quickening while they're like just jumping around. Is it becoming more in tune with the powers of being an immortal? Because he could feel the heart of the stag yeah, and everything. That's he, yeah, yeah, because... Well, see, I don't know. This is well, one of those things. Uh, where I, I, think, just, I think you're I'm right clear. by saying like it's the like it's kind of the force. The, the force like it's yeah. the quickening is the power that they all have. Yeah, right. and yeah, he but, achieves the highest of that because well, when he when, kills later, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's yeah, you're able to sense other living beings and somehow able to sense like their heart rhythms and all yeah. this stuff. Life, basically, yes. you're yeah. in a higher form of life, and you can you know feel all the yeah. other life forms around you, and then. That is going to pay off in the prize, yes. I guess, which is uh, what they're all fighting for. <laughs> More responsibility. That's what yeah. they're fighting yeah. for. Yeah. But they don't know that. Cause, no. uh, so it's like, who sets up these rules like back right. in the beginning of time? Because they do have rules. Mm. Um, don't lose your head. Right. Because if you get, get mm. your head chopped off, it's over. Uh, eventually, there's going to be the gathering. Yes. The gathering. Time has run out and they all must they come will, together. Yeah. They will be drawn to a faraway land mm. where they will compete. 
to be the only one. Mm-hmm. They know that there they can, there can be only one, and they know that the last one will win a prize. I mean, I guess. And you they need can't something. harm each other on Holy Land. There yes. you go. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you need a reason in order to, uh, you know, like uh, have a, a purpose for being. And so that's, sure. the, you know, the prize. But once you win the prize, you don't know what it is. It's some magical, mystical thing that we do find out at the end of this movie. And, of course, they then have to walk back in all the subsequent movies because. Uh, well, of course. Uh, you know, uh, but basically, the way I understand it, winning the prize means that you get to. You're like an all-knowing, powerful being. It's like you get a strap-on Cerebro. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. Right? Yes. So you can influence <laughs> the uh, future events of... Right. The- you get to hear, right. the, hear the thoughts of, uh, of men and women around the world. Right? Right? <laughs> right. What a nightmare. I mean, it's a super responsibility, but I suppose the idea... And you can help being- them talk to each other and understand each other. But he, being uh, someone who's lived for 400 years, mm. understands more about the human condition and the world and all this than they do and can somehow help them out. And this is just yes. going to be fucking great once Connor McCloud right. wins the prize. It's like hands across America. Everybody's going to be very peaceful. If he can win the prize because his arch nemesis is the Kurgan. The Kurgan. Yes. <laughs> what a, what mm. a great what name. What do they say? Like humanity will suffer for centuries if he's if he wins? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> for centuries or forever. He's immortal. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody True. kills him. But uh, mm-hmm. this is Clancy Brown as the mm-hmm. Kurgan. Beautiful. Who comes from mm-hmm. the steppes of Russia. And his yes. people used to throw kids into, uh, what was it? Pits with dogs to fight over meat. Oh, yes. Yeah. For so fun. They're like yeah. Boltons, basically. Yeah. Yes. Essentially. And into this comes Juan Ramirez. <laughs> now, I'm just... <laughs> An Egyptian. <laughs> Everything about this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but... But amazing? so right. <laughs> but amazing. Right. Just based on outfits alone. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if like Sean Connery was having like a career downturn at the time that he accepted a bit part in Highlander. I mean, he's, you know, second build. Yeah. He really doesn't have that much screen time. Yeah. What? Like maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops. It's fairly significant, yeah. though, because he's the mentor. Yep. role. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's one Villalobos. Uh, oh, damn. Can you get the whole thing? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. <laughs> um, who's in he? He's a he. Well, he comes in and says that he introduces himself as a Spaniard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he served in the court of a Spanish king. Yeah. But prior to that, he was from um, Japan where he was married to a Japanese princess whose father gave him this like right. priceless katana. But before that... Originally, he's from Egypt. <laughs> yeah. And he's been around for 2,000 years. This is great stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all played by Scotsman Sean Connery doing no accent nope, at all. Nope, none. No. <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, Juan Sanchez... Shit, it won't give me the whole thing. <laughs> It's too long for the internet. The internet's like, we're not, it really no, is. not doing that. <laughs> Keep going. I will inform you later. Well, okay. So Connor back in the past, right? So basically we're cutting between how he became uh, Connor McClough, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Sorry. How he uh, became Russell Nash, the guy who existed in New York City at the time of the gathering mm-hmm. and the life that has led him here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kicked out of his village um, mm-hmm. by James Cosmo. Yeah, banished because he didn't die. Yeah. Yes. He was on death's door and came yeah. back 100%. And he's clearly... And that's the devil. It's the devil. Yeah. 
The people who, who, who had no Why would that other. not be a miracle? Why right, would exactly. That not be the opposite? Because that's how, thing, that's how people thought back then. They yeah. interpret it the way they want. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, people he's known for years turn on him. Well, yeah. like Instantly. The, <laughs> yeah, his cousin and... His girlfriend. Yeah, are like throwing shit at him and yeah. kicking him out of the town. They're and, about to like crucify him. Yeah, like, we'll like, burn him. Yeah. You know, this time around, and I don't know like uh, how you guys processed the movie, but that's what, I guess what I'm curious about. This time around when I'm watching it, I'm like... You're introduced to this guy at Madison Square Garden, and he has that brow, and he looks sinister, and he goes down in a parking lot, and granted, it seems like the other guy starts to fight, but he fucking murders that guy, mm-hmm. cuts his goddamn head off with a fucking katana, mm-hmm. and then he runs out, and he's accosted by the police, and he seems to be kind of resisting arrest, and he's just an asshole to him, and a smart ass, right? Mm-hmm. And he's taken away, and we're like, this is a good guy or a bad guy, but mm-hmm. I noticed like these... uh flashbacks as they give uh, them to us make you feel empathy for his character right yeah. like him mm-hmm. getting thrown out of the the village i was like oh that kind of sucks like you oh, know yeah. i mean yeah because <laughs> he's a good oh, guy yeah. but then he meets heather oh yeah the heather. love of his life sure. his blossom yeah. yep and uh we all know that that of course is going to go horribly wrong because horribly it's very wrong. Idyllic. always does Right, when we cut to him four years later, it's, you're right, it's very ideal, like the birds mm-hmm. are chirping, he's got his little castle in the, in the oh, highlands. He's on the and mountainside. All, so yeah, yeah. yeah, there's That's goats lovely. running around, they're in love. It's really Sean nice. Sean Connery, like, gives <laughs> him all this, uh, I, yeah, but I, uh, I thought that somebody was going to kill her. I thought that Oh, I thought was, so, too. Yeah, I, as soon sure. as I saw him, I'm like, oh, he loves her, she's yeah. going to die. I thought for sure Clancy Brown was going to kill her. Yeah. But he doesn't. That's what kind of surprised me. But then what they do, it's like almost worse because yes. we get that Queen song. Do we say that Queen did the music? Oh, for this Queen movie? did the music Hell for yeah, this movie. Awesome. And it's amazing. Yeah. They've only done two, right? They Last did, Gordon in this. Uh, we think, right? We, as far as we know. Okay. So we can't ever put Shit, on we the can't wall? put Queen on the wall. Yeah. Damn. God damn it. We'll find something. That's all they did. We'll find something. I'm sure they did. <laughs> well, Brian May did, uh, didn't he do Freddy's Dead? So can we put, did he? I think I so. Think so yeah. Guess we'll just have to do Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can do Wayne's World. That counts, yeah, right? Yeah, really do Wayne's sure. World. Just for Wayne's that, it's yes. <laughs> an iconic scene, right? <laughs> well, when you're uh, an immortal, you get to experience all this because uh, he doesn't know that he's an immortal, and and uh, Juan Ramirez has to tell him all this stuff, and the way that he does it is through these amusing kind of uh, scenarios where, like, he drowns him. Yeah, he throws yep. him in the water, and and yeah, he ends up he ends up laughing underwater, which is funny. <laughs> but he finds out he he tells me he can't die, and so he's just sword fighting underwater. Yep. Which is what a great technique to learn. What a good workout, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's like it's workout. like uh, throwing weighted stuff, so you can you know throw something lighter faster. It's just like working up those muscles. I know you should <laughs> like they should have underwater training fights, and who knows if they did? I'll bet somebody we does. don't actually see it, but um, Juan Sanchez Villalobos. Ramirez. Okay, there you mm, go. That right, was one one name off. You were one name off. Um, From Egypt. <laughs> but this also kind of adds to the cool factor of this character. I remember, I think, you know, the first time I saw it, like, you know, and he's underwater and like, you know, you're like, that's fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. this life is like pretty cool. It's better than being a vampire, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Suck blood every night. Yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah, you just have to worry about getting your head cut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as this other guy doesn't kill me. But it's better than, you know, all these people out trying to you know, put a stake through your heart. Yes. Um, Heather grows old and dies. She does. And With some of the worst old age makeup I've ever seen in a movie. She doesn't look too old. For the 80s, it 
Well, not bad. Well, it's, let's put it this way. Big man it's it's oh, better than true. how Billy Crystal looked in... Mr. Saturday Night, was it? In, no, Princess in, in Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there can be bad old age makeup. That's true. Um, Though that was done on purpose. Yeah. There is this... Um, not all of the Highland, uh, not all. Let's see, I almost did it. Not all the Highlanders, not all the immortals, <laughs> seem to be like antagonistic of each other. No, they're they're all good um, until you know they're all on the same side. They know the gathering is coming, but until yeah. then, they don't feel like most of them don't feel like they need to fight each other. Yeah, a lot they of them seem and, really friendly. Yeah, they try and be on the same side. They know it's eventually going to have to come down to one, but... So, oof. yeah, why not get the drop on them early when they're not suspecting it? What What is all the civility among oh, them? Oh, damn. You know, so, like, Michaela's a savage, <laughs> apparently. I'm just saying, like... We don't have to fight for anything, do we? <laughs> like, I don't... Uh, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I know who to look out for. I'm just saying, if, you, if you're permanently living in a purge state... <laughs> Like, what are you waiting for? Well, you know I, but it's only a purge state between like the like four people. Okay, I guess maybe it's more like John Wick Part Two, right? Like every assassin sure. in the world's after him in that movie. I imagine a lot of he's it not to, sitting around doing nothing. I imagine a lot of it has to do with the fact that like there's others like him and they can like kind of support each other. Like no one else is living two, three thousand years. Right. Well, yeah. Who else do you have to talk you to? You know, like they can relate. They understand. It's like the plague, right? Horrible. Right. <laughs> like they can have those conversations. It's and like everything. they have, it's like their only confidant. Right. Exactly. The, so. He has a wife. Like he, I'll it's not like d- he lives a loner, like hermit lifestyle. He has a pretty normal standard. life. I know, but like later on. Yeah. But after like, she dies and he and goes on, like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they did fight each other at one point and then, talked it out somehow they had just, to find out that they were yeah why didn't they kill each other my uh there just doesn't it, seem to be a lot of urgency to this curse is what i'm saying it seems like you can live most of your life being pretty okay my urge or my 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 read on it seems to be that the all it's of like them, loopers they're all aware that the kurgan is out there and i think that's yeah. the reason that they're not killing each other i think they mm-hmm. would if it wasn't for him i think okay. they know that like if this guy wins this is a bad deal so we kind of have to See? have an yeah. alliance to weed out everybody to try and mm-hmm. get to him. They yeah. should have had a scene where it was a bunch of them getting together and having that conversation. Like, mm. we're going to unite in our common goal of stopping Kurgan. Right. Where was that scene? Not in the movie. Yeah. Right. yeah not. Yeah. We didn't flash back to that. Yeah. We it would have been but cool maybe to see all different types of immortals. Like, it would have been like that scene at the end of Twilight, mm-hmm. where you see the vampires from all over the world. It's it true. Been, yeah, it would have been. They, Colin, they literally all come together and have that exact conversation about stopping a common enemy. They do. So, yeah. Which one played it better? We had to have I mean, it. We actually saw that I was like, we had, we had that scene. Yeah, we had that scene. Yeah, they have a leg up, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, um, we don't know so much about, like, so we know that Connor McLeod was married and his wife died and it shattered him, right? Yes. Um, he burned everything and left. Yeah. Because that's the end. He gave up that life. I mean, yeah, that was done. kind of the, you know, Luke Skywalker thing where you have to, you're not actually who you are until you burn your past. And, and right. Um, so will he ever love again? There is a Probably. woman he doesn't want to. that he has as the... Um, uh, manager of his store. I don't know, like the yeah. She's like his permanent assistant. Well, I want to say I don't want to say secretary because she's obviously more important than that. Um, but his companion over the years, his surrogate daughter, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he meets I her in World War Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This scene is missing from the American theatrical release. Oh, that, World yeah. War One. I mean. uh, sorry, we watched what is called now the director's cut. 
Yes. But it's actually, this is the one that's widely available, but this is actually the uh, international release version of the movie. I don't I don't know where you can find the actual American uh, version of this. Yeah? That uh, one anymore. harder to find? Yeah, I think it was just like, once DVD came around, it was all international cut, mm. which adds several scenes that weren't there when I first saw it, including the World War II flashback, a lot of uh, backflipping in the in the garage. <laughs> and a lot of backflipping. <laughs> several seconds <laughs> on a rain. sex scene. Talented, yeah. talented man. Yep, yep. Yep. A Canon logo at the beginning. The Canon logo. logo. Yes. Is, is, uh, that was a surprise. The summer of Canon goes on. Canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because I swear to God, the one I saw had the 20th Century Fox logo on it back in, in the day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, how I take it. It's like Rachel is his daughter. He's just uh, a lot younger looking than her. Mm-hmm. But he's raised her since 1944 or something mm-hmm. like that. But he may be falling in love with a forensic scientist at the New York Police Department. Mm-hmm. That's Brenda Wyatt, who's... All excited about uh, swords, antique swords. Yep. Oh yeah. There's also things that this movie does that I appreciate, um, and I don't know, like if he, like the little asides that different characters seem to have, um, all through the movie, where it's just kind of like little bits of business, or like you know that the hot dog salesman, you know, like what does incompetent mean? Yes. You know, like all these little. <laughs> <laughs> like that little moment right there, I liked very much. There's a lot of that in this movie. Um, I want to mention one thing about the Brenda character. Um, did you happen to notice the earrings she wears throughout the movie? Mm-hmm. It's all like swords and stuff. And even one of them was like, it was like a dagger that was half metal, half red. Like it was a dagger that was like dipped in blood and shit. Nice. Like even for that character, that stuff kept going. Nice. So that was pretty cool. She's always trying to figure out, like, uh, am I in love with this guy or afraid of him? Is he a killer or what? Right. Because they are looking for someone who is going around town beheading people at this point. This is the police procedural part of this movie, which I didn't know. Thinking about Highlander, I thought there was a lot of Scottish in this movie, and I didn't know of the uh, contemporary parts of it. Really? I didn't. No. Yeah. That's... I have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, again, I'm uh, seeing this tonight. I'm like, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's interesting that that's the way the perception of it is like out there. I mean, the poster is literally just him in his Highland garb standing. Yeah. And yeah. Like, Scott, there's no indication of the other half of this movie. On mm-hmm. the poster. No, I had no idea. And I don't know. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, once we get to New York City. There's, uh, well, I suppose he's been in New York City for a while. She's investigating who he is. Yes. He's uh, an antique dealer, apparently. And there Which might, makes sense. Right. And this is where he has that awesome, like, sunken floor uh, antique room or whatever. Yep. See, this is where you should have, he should the antiques he has should be, especially in this room, uh, things from throughout history, like... Um, I think they were. We they, just didn't get yeah, a good look. Were. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like in a more contemporary movie, we would get good looks at them and like recognize, recognize shit. Recognize them. Right. Yeah. Like you have the crate from Indiana Jones. That's like a wild two. example. Like but, the end of Predator yeah. 2 when we yeah, see all the like weapons from or all the different Or he's got like yeah. a, a vial of Christ's blood that he has because he, you know. Is that too on the nose or is that like how the... Well, it depends on uh, how you feel about the other scenes in the movie that don't necessarily have to do with his journey as a Highlander, but with him being immortal. Because we get a couple of those scenes in Britain, 
Are we in uh, Great Britain, England at one point where he's he's oh, offended? He's the, the, aff- oh, in Boston like, oh. Common. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, he's offended one of the Redcoats, and so he's getting into sword duels and everything. I mean, uh, how that great, scene he- felt really out of place, though. Like it was <laughs> it just that, and we never talked about it or touched on it ever. Well, see, again. that's like, that's the stuff that's uh, yeah, that's weird because I think there's another scene. I forgot what it was, though. It felt like there was another one. But stuff like that is popped into the movie, which is interesting because I love they do this with Wolverine in one of the movies as well. When their immortal goes through history and how they're experiencing. They did it in the credits of a Wolverine movie. They did it throughout a Wolverine movie. Like the beginning credits you're talking about? The intro credits to X-Men Origins Wolverine was like a montage of him through time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The movie was not that. Just the credits. for No, it was. Mm -hmm. The credits. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would have been a much better movie had they actually just done that. Sure. <laughs> what was your original question? Uh, <laughs> uh, now I don't even. We're, I think yeah. we're talking about. Uh, uh, we're talking about the artifacts in the. Oh yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, but those scenes are kind of cool. I guess just that one was a kind of a. I like them as comedic, flavor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just to give because they're funny. This movie's a lot funnier than I remember it being. It is. Uh, it's got a lot of. Well, I mean, it, it's not like. Straight up comedy. No, it's not blatantly. It's just uh, offhand humor, considering their situations, which I found pretty funny. The Kurgan, at some point after he kills Castigear, one of the immortals in Mm. an alley, um, is seen by everybody, takes an old lady on a horrifying joyride through New York, and then... He's like, in order, because all the, the police sketch artists are, you know, have, uh, you know, he's on the front of the New York Post. So he goes in disguise by shaving his head. Yeah. That's it. And putting safety pins in, in a, <laughs> a wound in his neck that he got by Ramirez in the in the past. Oh, that's, yeah, because he gets his throat cut and almost beheaded. But now he's just safety pinned together. Maybe a turtleneck, but okay. No, that's not this guy's style. I know that. No, leather we're talking leather jackets, yes, yeah. chain mail, <laughs> stuff hanging off of him, piercings, big boots mm-hmm. long black hair until he shaves his head well, he'd be very frightening in a church i guess he'd be very frightening <laughs> anywhere anywhere <laughs> he'd be very frightening at a biker bar have you guys seen what nick cage's oldest son looks like that's what, uh-huh. that's no. what he looks like that oh, is what, oh, that is what you're right okay. now yeah. so you can get the weston cage i think is his name oh wow. i have not uh, kept track of nick cage's uh, kids how many well, does he have i don't know well you'll see i know about kal-el right right yeah damn you'll see why people talk about weston cage Indeed. Wait a minute here. Uh, I like this uh, this part where he's fighting um, the Kurgan is fighting. What's his name? Castigear. Castigear. Castigear in the in the alleyway because of the guy who shows up. Um, we're introduced to a guy in a Trans Am just driving around town. He's got a stockpile of that's, weapons. That's Weston Cage. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He's got a stockpile of weapons in his oh. car. <laughs> he looks like Marilyn Manson or uh, an explosion or, from uh, yeah. Metalocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, but he's driving around like he's being a vigilante, <laughs> a vigilante yeah, 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 going around yeah. looking for crime to stop. And he drives by an alley and sees a sword fight going on. He's like, what the hell? And he ends up, uh, I mean, uh, Castiger gets beheaded. So there's another one of the immortals gone. Um, this guy tries to take him out with a Mac 10. Uh, it doesn't go well for him. Um, and yeah, that's when he makes the whole, all the buildings explode. This part of was, I thought was great as well. The, like the quickening, that's the, the quickening, that's the quickening. Yeah, yeah, the quickening of that part where everything blows up and all that stuff. That was a fucking cool scene. Yeah, like, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And the guy gets impaled with a sword, but he lives. Yeah, yeah, because the same thing happens at the beginning at the in in the car the garage after he after yes. Christopher Lambert beheads the other guy. Yes, everything around him like starts exploding. Yeah, because there's a lot of um, 
like 80s animation, I guess, in it. Yeah. Electrical stuff. Yeah, the blue electrical lines and everything. Especially and at the end, there's like demons and stuff floating around. Oh, this yeah. is when he wins yep. the prize and yeah. kills the Kurgan. During that's the big- fight he was talking about, too. Like when Sean Connery is telling him, I think, earlier in the movie. But yeah, the, the animation of it with giant demons fighting each other, biting each other, going through uh, him at the end of it. It's very mm-hmm. cool. It's very, very 80s. Very, very 80s. music video. Very, yeah. So, what if I told you oh. mm. there was a movie called Highlander 2 The Quickening, which mm. okay. Russell Mulcahy directed, sure. and Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery are both in. Mm. Okay. And what How if different I, is it from this movie? What if I told you the Michael Ironside's in it? Oh, even okay. better. And it starts off on the planet Zeist. Okay. I'm, li- I'm listening. All right. <laughs> Where all of these immortals are at war with each other, and they come from the planet Zeiss down to Earth, but they come to Earth in the future where Connor McCloud, the smartest man on- alive, has saved the planet from evil sun rays by building a gigantic shield around the planet. Why did we so not watch this one? It's always nighttime, and it's Blade Runner. Okay? Virginia Madsen's also in this movie. <laughs> and somehow... Whenever Connor McCloud needs Ramirez, he just says, Ramirez, I need you. And Ramirez pops back up. As a force ghost? Like a force, yeah. No, no, he's actually there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the two of them take on evil Michael Ironside. In oh, my God. So it sounds amazing. So this so this movie never happened? Is that yeah. what Basically, So yeah. no one ever really dies? Well, no, they're retconning it to say that like they're aliens from space, and this is a whole thing that's been going on for... Yeah. Wow. This is generally regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm and I saw it. it in the theater because I was like, Highlander 2? What? I got to see it. And then you sit down and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> wow. Well, Sean's definitely going to bring yep. it. So. Sean's absolutely bringing this. So apparently, Russell Mulcahy, so despondent oh. over... This the movie the way that it turns out tries to become Alan Smithy and take his name uh, off, but he's not part of the union, so he can't. So he's still credited as the director of the movie. Wow! But years later, thank God, he's able to cut together Highlander to the Quickening, the Renegade Edition. Oh no. man! Where he tries to fix it. <laughs> wow! So there's two versions of Highlander to the Quickening out there. But then, yeah, then they ended up doing a third one. Which is the one with Mario Van Peebles, which ignores the continuity of Highlander Two. <laughs> like that's okay. everybody just forgets that, that one uh, ever existed. Yeah, that's probably the more freak show uh, pick. <laughs> I'm watching too. a trailer. After it's this like, is over. <laughs> yeah, you have to set it up with Highlander One. Yeah, I think so. Like, there's certain sequels you can go to, but this feels like we needed this before we got to that. Yeah. But getting to that, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Well, I think, yeah, at some point we're going to actually have to do that. But it's like the craziest, uh, craziest convoluted thing in order to make this whole like uh, series in multiple, you know, uh, media yeah. thing happen around uh, Highlander. Um, it feels like I'm forgetting like a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, there's so much. I think there's uh, so much in this we can't mention at all. They have that sword fight on the silver cup sign, they which do. we point out was in Malignant. Mm-hmm. It's a key do. part of Malignant. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yep. Where I think they had to have built a silver cup sign they, on, right. a stu- on a stage or something yeah. so they could destroy it. But yeah. again, this points again to the, the budget of this mm-hmm. is like, right? Pretty- what is the budget of this? It seems outstanding. I'm going to guess $30 million. I have no idea. Oh, my God. I Look at that, Michaela. In 1980s money. Oh, yeah, I'm going to guess $30 million. Would it, it seems surprise to be, uh, you to know that it 
bombed at the box office. Not a single goddamn person went to see How? It. I remember, and I don't know if you guys remember this, in the days of VHS tapes mm. and their mom and pop video stores. Yes. This Love one that. had a tag on it that I don't remember ever seeing before, and it was Sleeper. Oh, I've uh, seen Sleeper on a few things before. Okay, explain yeah. for the kids at home what's a Sleeper movie. Well, it's like a Sleeper hit movie. It's just like uh, you may have, uh, you may not have heard of it, or maybe you have. Um, uh, it has like a cult following, right? It's like maybe you haven't heard of it, but it's good. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, was that the editorial decision by the staff at the video store? Maybe going, like, this one's actually good, even though yeah. you I would heard trust of it. them more. To be like, hey, we've watched it. This one's a sleeper. It's like book recommendations in Barnes and Noble these days. It's just yeah. like, we recommend this. Budget was Crazy. $19 million. Feels, I mean, 1980. Oh, I mean, they, I feel like you see all of it's it. It's on yeah. screen. Like, well, it's. Box office was like, 12.8. Damn. That's yeah, It did not do well. Nope. But I mean, I suppose part of that is because nobody knew who Christopher. I mean, well, I guess they did. They knew he won the Oscar for uh, Greystoke. Didn't he? This, or nominated? This man has a fucking Oscar? This guy has I an Oscar? He, was, he, I, he may have been nominated. I'll take the nominated. One for, yeah, for Tarzan. Because tar, that Tarzan All movie right. was like, you know, it was from the director of Chariots of Fire. Oh, <laughs> so it was yeah. a Tarzan I movie. Just, yeah. Yeah. After what I've seen of his acting, I can't imagine this man giving an Oscar-worthy performance right. of anything. But Especially, he is also a monosyllabic Tarzan, he, which he may be stares. perfect for it. Yeah, he just and maybe, He yeah. might be. It might be. Has, it, it's, the, it's the thing of like, he's maybe not a great actor, but if you find the right role yeah, for anybody, yeah. Yeah, they can true. fly. And maybe just, that was it. He has one facial expression, one look, and it's, it's just it's very, very blank. Yeah. And very just. Yeah. yeah. Mouth I, a little agape. Yep. Mm-hmm. They say he has myopia or something. That was why he got the role in Tarzan, because when he took his glasses off, he looked like he was staring into space. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he Where does. That's his only from. look. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Before he had his crowning achievement of mean guns. Yeah, I mean, definitely. With so. iced tea. Terrible, terrible. Uh, but they they get, uh, where do we get to? They get uh, After the Silver Cup sign and everything, they get they end up fighting in a music video at the very yep. end of this. Um, on a vacated floor with just really nice backlit square windows. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like Kill Bill. I thought it looked like the end of Fight Club. When they blow up the yeah, kind of that okay. one the building, yeah. yeah. That, that darkness and, and mm-hmm. yeah, and the lighting in there. Yeah, all the windows blow out. Yeah. Well, and they fight it out. And uh, the Kurgan gets yeah. his throat slashed again. I guess he gets beheaded, but it, does he get fully beheaded? It looks like he gets his throat slashed and it kind of falls back. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a head. He gets his head cut off, but it, he doesn't know that it's cut off. So yeah. the body yeah. keeps moving around afterwards yeah. and he laughs and his head tilts back and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, all and l- and fucking 80s light starts coming out of it mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he dies and then he's gets all wrapped up and the animated demons and ghosts and stuff come in and start fighting. And the quickening is happening because he is now the one. And he falls. What would you do with all that power if you had it? Go on a picnic in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is it underwhelming? Is it under after everything that like went before it? Is it underwhelming to find out what the prize actually was? Uh, I mean, I wasn't really like thinking about what the prize was. I wasn't. Yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I agree. I'm just like it, was, it wasn't my concern. Yeah, yeah. like those two and the Kur- the Kurgan yeah. and him right there at the end. So and then he reveals that like, oh, it's he's all he's got like the all knowing power of yeah. the universe. And it's like, okay, well that that makes sense. Like, that's <laughs> okay. 
I admit to being a little bit disappointed when it actually finally happened in the original time. I was more disappointed that he left his daughter in New York City and went to Scotland with his new girlfriend. Yeah. That pissed me. I don't care if she's 68 years old. That's still your daughter. How many times has he done that in his life? Probably a lot. Right? He's probably a real deadbeat dad across generations. Here's here's riches galore, but I'm leaving you. Right. And especially because I liked their relationship. Me too. Like I liked it when he makes he makes the magic joke twice and I'm just like, oh, oh, God. Like I felt it when he's going (laughs) down the elevator and everything. I'm just like, and she's like got tears in her eyes. I'm like, Jesus, that's fucked up. Why didn't she go to Scotland with them? I know because she says, you know, you don't let everybody anybody ever love you and blah, blah, blah. She knows this because she's seen it like her entire life. Yeah. I don't know. So it's a lonely existence. He Bullshit. says he's not lonely, but it's he's not, not depressed. Though, he always it doesn't have to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be. He always has a partner. It's not that lonely for no. him. He's, he's not living like a hermit. He's living he's a pretty good life. more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he owns an antique thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. yeah he's, he's, he can go down and sharpen his sword like every yeah, night that's that very he wants true, to. Yeah. Very true. He's literally got everything he could want. I would argue the Kurgan has a much lonelier existence. Absolutely. Because he's but, living in a flea bag motel. But like he, a flop house, I, but yeah. He, yeah, he is, yeah. But he likes it, I have a feeling, just mm-hmm. based on... This, he, he's great in the church scene, too. When he's mm-hmm. t- talking to the nuns and everything, he... When he walks in and he snuffs out all the candles that people have lit. Yes, I love the pettiness great, of it. Yeah. Great, the pettiness of it. The great, it's great character work. God damn it, Clancy Brown. Was he quoting... Was bastard. that... Uh, is it oh Def yeah, Def Leppard. Or it's better to burn out than, than fade, fade away. away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the people are good in this, but we should probably, I guess, tell folks whether or not they should watch Highlander uh, based on our recommendation, or will we not recommend that you watch it? Only one way to find out, Colin. Yep, that's right. Because there can be to- only one way. <laughs> and you have, and that's listening to the rest of the How show. How many times are we going to hear that in the mailbag? <laughs> oh, oh no, it's going to be Chuck Norris jokes all over again, and, and oh. Ben Affleck, you were the bombing phantoms all over. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to stay tuned and find out. Uh, first of all, we're going to read some of your mail, and to do that, we're going to need to summon mail uh, mailman Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. We should uh, record he's, a couple of those for definitely... me in case I die. So I don't know if he's still going to come if somebody else claps. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? I, so I used to clap when you weren't here. And yeah, he's yeah. Good? yeah, okay. Yeah. And during Thanks. during the dark yeah. COVID years, I yeah. may have been yeah. doing some clapping. Oh, that's Wait, very true. We you were telling people stuff behind. There the is <laughs> definitely only one Igor. Oh. <laughs> oh yes that's right even he, if he is made up of many there is he, only one he killed all the other ones mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Yes, whatever because the other ones the prize are. and that's bringing us mail I think he just, yeah, and, and like the movie he absorbed them yeah, <laughs> yeah yes he did <laughs> do they absorb all their knowledge when they kill them i think so okay i think he just absorbs them physically the, that's just why their, he, i think it's weird they're they're the other life yeah. force okay you get stronger all right mm-hmm. uh but we should let people know how they can uh, participate on this interactive portion of our show by following along on facebook facebook.com slash freak show or twitter at sat freak show they can email us at freak show yahoo.com or you can follow along on instagram at saturday night freak show about tonight's movie highlander the highlander or highlander Highlander. Highlander is the grocery Highlander. store. Highlander is the yeah. Movie. You just said okay. the same thing. No, Highlander. Highlander. Is, Highlander. 
Yeah. Okay. It's like it's point break. It's same. point break and point break. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've well, through years of this abuse. I miss that grocery store. <laughs> I know. Me too. Uh, well, Joey Blythe writes. They should have redone it and had him like yeah. holding the sword right. up above instead I of know, the right? fucking. I mean, it's Scottish. They spell it. There is a Scottish guy. But isn't it still a Scottish guy that was their mascot? Yeah. Okay. Who was right in the spelling? Them in the movie. Um, <laughs> Joey Blythe uh, says, uh, Confession, I haven't seen the original movie yet. I started in mm. 1991 when I was 10 with Highlander 2, and then I watched the animated series and the TV series, mostly because I like Queen's Princes of the Universe theme. It's a great mm. theme. But I just found Highlander on Tubi, so guess what I'm about to watch? Nice. Go for it. Nice. Uh, Travis Legler says, There can be only one. Naturally. Says the movie with six sequels. I have to be honest. <laughs> this is a franchi- franchise I know by name and catchphrase only. However, yep. like the Phantasm movies after the Freak Show reviews it, there's a high probability that I will start watching them. Make sure to do some Sean Connery impressions while you're at it. Oh, no. oh I didn't bust out Sean Connery during this no, time. No, I'm not going to do it. It seems like it'd be natural. He was just so barely in the movie. That's yeah. why. That's very true. And he doesn't really have any, uh, I don't know if he says any good words. Yeah. That there, you can. There can be only one. There can be only one. There, there you go. <laughs> Push it. Push it uh, Michael Whitaker says, there can be only one, except this franchise also ventured into television with a completely separate character, so apparently there can be at least two. Highlander <laughs> was probably one of the bigger movie franchises I was actually pretty oblivious to, save for the joke in Mystery Science Theater 3000 about the quickening ruining Sean Connery's career for a bit, mm. and to this day I'm only aware of the joke's about the movies. That's what I'm saying. That's everybody's awareness. I feel yeah, like this is nowadays. everybody's yeah, awareness yeah. of yeah. the Highlander movies now. This is 86. 87 was Untouchables. And okay. he won an Oscar. He did. So, oh. didn't, didn't, so, he, so he came back pretty quick. Yeah, he came right. back pretty quick. And then, right, yeah. But then he did Highlander 2 in 1991. <laughs> yeah. you, so. you forget. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he was like, just ah. having a lot of fun. I think yeah. it, what I heard was he and Christopher Lambert got along like a house on fire. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Because, you know, he's in it. Oh, that's I, great. I like hanging out with him. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, G-Money says there can be only one with <laughs> three sequels in a TV yep. series. We're all yep. kind of uh, iffy on. We got six sequels. Three sequels, five sequels, and we've determined an that there series. are five, six movies. How's there an animated series about this? And a Japanese anime. Yeah, so that, that seems more <laughs> in line with this, yes. Uh, B-Movie Vault says, I'm glad you're watching this, as it means you'll eventually have to watch Highlander <laughs> 2. What the screaming blue hell is going on? I've always loved the original, but once they started getting into aliens and tombed illusionists and sequels based on the TV show, I realized there should have only been one. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay, now that's if, the joke right there. That, that, there no, that is that's there the joke. Yeah, so I don't it. care if anybody else says it in this mail. You skip it yeah. because it's done. That's the joke. That's the one. Yes. That's it. Yep. Good job. We found it. Um, Robin Silverberg says, "There's here's another movie where Sean Connery plays a fill in the blank with appropriate nationality here without bothering to change his Scottish accent at all." <laughs> right? Yep. yep correct. Uh. I'm like, awesome. did he even try a Russian accent in the Hunt for Red October? I, I don't I, think so. I don't think I've ever heard him up. do anything other than his own accent. He probably said that. Ever. He does speak in Russian in the Hunt for does Red he? October. Mm. Right before they do that translation-y thing? 
Are all of a sudden they're talking English? It zooms in on his mouth. Okay. Oh. Uh, Simon Carter says the casting may be batshit crazy, but goddamn, is this an awesome movie? Clancy Brown absolutely rocked it, mm-hmm. and the it's a movie that I quote to this day. Yeah. Adam Kaler says Highlander created haunted parking garages with immortal headless mm. corpses since 1986. I wonder if they validate parking. <laughs> I think you need your head for that. What what started the like parking garages are an unsafe space trope in movies? You know, Highlander. no, I the, know. like that's because we still use that. If we need yeah. to get a character alone where they're vulnerable, have them walk through a parking garage. Because nobody hangs around in a parking garage, not so it's for a very any lonely, good right? Yeah, for it's dark, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and it's usually dark and not well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Gatt says the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema podcast just covered this. <laughs> so I'm going to order a pizza and we'll rewatch it tonight. Nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. Okay. Uh, Ninety-one oh three twenty-one premieres says it's a banger of a movie and a killer soundtrack. And John McDowell says this is going to be as epic. I hope so. I yeah. Mean, yes. <laughs> Yeah, the soundtrack was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. It's on the Queen album. I think it's it's a kind of magic, a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. I think that's the name of the album. Oh, that's great. But that's actually that's the, the line. I was like, that's the line yeah. movie. Yeah. Makes and sense. Yeah. That oh, was great. the song at the end. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Kamen did the musical score. Michael Kamen also did Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Mm. A lot the of score those. was good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robin Hood, Prince. Yeah. Games. Um, Michael, or sorry about uh, Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, last <laughs> week's movie. Uh, Michael Whitaker says, post-apocalyptic New Jersey is just like regular New Jersey, and I should know I'm originally from New Jersey. There you oh, go. Like so no you're allowed says. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're allowed to say it. I think we were saying that Cyborg took place in New Jersey, but it did actually start in New York City, and then I think it, they it? Went it did, through. and they, yeah, but we saw them go through Hobo- Hoboken, because yes. there was a sign for it, so yes. yeah, on the way to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Carson Snar said the image that we posted uh, this week from it, uh, it was the cyborg with her eye. Mm, yeah. kind of, looks like a weird album cover. It did. Uh, uh, Steven Helicopter thinks that the cyborg looks like Blanche from the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in our post for the episode, we said that uh, that Cyborg was sounded the death knell for uh, Canon Films and Kryptonian Orphan. Writes in and says, I was today years old when I discovered the meaning of the word knell. For the love of Michaela, oh. I always heard in my head the word nail. I've always considered myself with above average intelligence, don't we all? But the Saturday Night Freak Show has tutored me once again. Thanks. There you go. Wonderful. Nice. There you go. All Don't right. say we never taught you anything. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're here for, so you can learn. Useless information. Yes. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. it's, it's not going to be good, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to learn. Not yep. stuff you can use in your everyday life, yeah. No. hey, at least now. Hey, not true. I won tickets <laughs> on a radio the other day. It is useful. You can get things from it. There you oh, go. Speaking of useless, useful, uh, there's a T-Mobile. Well, don't point at me when you do that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a T-Mobile commercial with Ben Barnes in it, oh. and it came on for a second while I was walking through the living room, and I looked at it and I said, why is that guy from Westworld and, and Chronicles of Narnia in a T-Mobile commercial? And my husband looked at me and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He, he was convinced that that was just some generic white dude. I'm like, no, that's Ben Barnes. And so then I went, so then I, I Googled Ben Barnes and the autofill was T-Mobile commercial. I was like, see? And I was like, too bad I can't monetize this talent in any way. Now I have a question. Who is Ben Barnes? He's Prince Caspian in the Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. Uh, His face is on a few posters. Gotcha. But in yeah. Westworld, he's um, Jimmy Simpson's shithead friend that tries mm. to talk him yeah. into all the bad stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Gotcha. You've seen him in a million things. He's just very forgettable. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've seen Westworld. So and apparently T-Mobile thinks he's worth investing in and is a good uh, spokesperson. So. Okie doke. Yeah. Uh, well, now we're going to go around the table and tell you whether or not you should watch Highlander, starting with Sean. <laughs> so, this is a great movie, in my opinion. This is my first time seeing it tonight. I had no idea about uh, Clancy Brown. I had no idea about the... I probably had some idea about the Queen soundtrack, but not really. I'm sure it was mentioned with Flash Gordon, this being the other one that they did. Um, I think the direction is great. The cinematography is great. I love the transitions in this. I love the style of this. Um, I think uh, the director used all his talents from his work over the years on music videos um, to top-notch effect in this. Um, I was thoroughly engaged throughout um, it's a fun movie. I'm surprised how much I liked as much the Scottish stuff as well as the modern day New York police procedural. Um, Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery do seem to be having fun in this movie. That comes across. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Lambert being the actor he is. Um, whatever you have to say about that, it works well enough in this movie. Uh, I'm going to mention Clancy Brown again because he's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I think this movie's great. I'm, I'm some, I'm disappointed that it took me this long to watch it finally. And I think if you haven't seen it, I think you should watch it because um, it is very entertaining. Uh, yeah, I'm, I recommend the hell out of Highlander. This is great. I'm surprised. <laughs> Michaela, what did you think about Highlander? Highlander. Um, yeah, I'd seen it once before, but it was probably at least a decade ago, maybe more even. Um, don't like Christopher Lambert. Don't, <laughs> don't get it. Don't enjoy it. I think... I would really like to see this movie with literally anyone else in that Oh, role. damn. Because it's so much time spent on someone that can't emote and doesn't and it doesn't have any dialogue to speak. So he's just mm-hmm. staring and stumbling around this movie. When and- we were watching this, I mentioned that if they were to remake it now, I think it'd be Tom Hardy. Who, yeah. Who would you... I, that's a, yeah, I'd yeah, be down for, but I'd be down for like literally anyone that can <laughs> just like they can just emote. Do you have long hair and you know? can hold a broadsword? You don't You're need long. It. You don't need long hair. Yeah. Yeah. grab that's some true. Game of Thrones person and put him in this. I don't care. Like it's just someone who does something other than just stare. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean Connery is awesome. Clancy Brown obviously is amazing. Is a standout, and I feel like he does so many good things, and yet so many people still forget about him, and that's a shame. Yeah. So. It's like your patriotic duty to appreciate Clancy Brown. I, I think so. I feel like, um, yeah, the soundtrack is obviously so fucking cool. Like how how good of a movie do you have to be to get Queen to do your soundtrack? You know, right. like that's. I wonder that's saying something. I, yeah, you know? I wonder at what point they were convinced to do it. Right. Like what they saw in it that was like, yeah, we'll do this. Right. Like they and saw a movie. They saw her read a script. And mm-hmm. it's not just one song. It is multiple songs. And that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I forgot about them until they showed up again. I was right. Like, oh, yeah. Queen. Right. <laughs> um, I would say definitely check it out. I thought it was a little longer than it needed to be. It's definitely had a couple slowdowns and parts that didn't feel like it needed it. And it didn't define the rules enough well enough for me. But I still had a good time watching it. And I think there's a lot of good stuff here. So I would recommend it. Holly. Um, yeah, so I saw this when I was a kid, um, but it'd, be, it'd been a long time and I was wondering if it was going to hold up. Um, but I think, I think it does surprisingly. <laughs> um, it was one of those movies I really didn't expect it to, to hold up as well as it does. Um, but I, I agree with, with Sean that I was noticing a lot of the camera work and the editing and I was like, this is a really well-made movie. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm very, it was more well-made than I yeah. thought it was going to be. I don't know why, but. It is. No, it's it's a good looking movie for sure. Um, 
I agree with you, Michaela. It's a bit long. I don't know the difference between this version and the other version. 116 minutes on this one. Yeah, it doesn't feel... It feels like it's less than 10 minutes Okay, they cut mm. out of it. All right. Well, I think then just the movie in general probably could shave off a little bit because it, do, it did feel a bit long, even though it did keep my attention most of the time. Like Michaela said, there are some parts that drag, um, so it could be shorter. Um, and... Christopher Lambert, I agree, he's not great. Um, he's a good-looking dude, so I'm guessing that's why he's the main character. But I don't know. I didn't. Ha- I wasn't like offended by his performance, but I wasn't super stoked on it either. Um, but yeah, overall, I would recommend Highlander. I think it's. I think it's a fun movie. It's a cool movie. Um, I'm actually really excited for the sequel whenever Sean brings it. <laughs> I think it's going to be ridiculous. I, I mean, it is. It's a free show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least now knowing this, you're going to be because that makes right. it even more. Oh, like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Right. This it's going to make it better. This is going to be one of the sequels that we're all like, yes, finally. <laughs> um, but yeah, Highlander's good time. You should watch it. Colin. Yeah, I mean, I brought it because it does feel like people know, you know, uh, it's in popular culture enough that they have some idea that it's out there. But yes. it feels like now you're getting to the point where people haven't actually seen it or they've seen the sequels or they've seen the television show. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it, I, I think a lot of people have probably come into it through the television show, you know, and so I don't. I, I don't share that experience, I guess, not having watched it. So I don't know what that angle is or what the, uh, you know, what they know about the mythology mm. that, you know. Um, but I always go back to this one because this one made a very uh, good impression on me when I saw it uh, in lo- lower quality video uh, format <laughs> and a shorter version. Um, the Yeah, the whole thing with Rachel, I think, is basically like trimmed completely. I mean, she's there, but you know that she works for him and she knows his secret. That's mm. basically it. Um, they probably could have left it at that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Or just not have that character in it at all. But, yeah. Um, but they have such good moments. Yeah. I, but that's, I guess what I like uh, watching it tonight. Cause it has been a little while since I watched it. And so there was the question of like, does it hold up? Does it play? You know, here's a, there's an audience going to watch it and how are they going to react to it? And how does it play? And it's like, it still plays like a real movie. I mean, like, this is, oh, I yeah. think it's a great movie. You know, I mean, oh, this yeah. is like a stone cold classic of the 1980s, the high point of fantasy cinema, because now it feels like, I'm like, is now the high point of some fantasy cinema? But it seems like we're recycling a lot of the stuff yeah. that came up with, like, in the 80s, even though that was recycling, but whatever, <laughs> uh, codified in the 1980s. Um, it has these performances that are big. Uh, Clancy Brown, uh, Sean Connery, you know, like Sean Connery's just like effortlessly. He's one of those actors who can sell the dumbest lines. <laughs> and I'm not saying he has dumb lines in this movie, but I've seen other movies where like this is an underwritten part and he somehow still manages to make it human. And he does it in this where it's like th- this is a good performance based on, you know, I mean, it doesn't have a whole lot to do, but, you know, um, and I actually I mean, I guess I'll defend Christopher Lamb in this movie yeah not so much in some of the other things i've seen him in where i think he is like kind of a one note guy and you know he has he's not he doesn't have movie star charisma he he mm. usually plays like a boorish arrogant you know guy and that, a lot of that comes across in his russell nash right yes but his connor mcleod 
it, it actually does have some kind of humorous moments. He's got a little bit of charm. You know, there's a little bit it's of pathos. A little more playful. Yeah, yeah. it's like he okay. also. Yeah, he also hasn't gone through all the stuff. Right. This is very early. He on. hasn't become the jaded guy. Yeah, that he's he not numb like and jaded. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know, I'm like, okay, in this movie, I like him. <laughs> and you know, then he was in Mortal Kombat, and anybody could have played that. But you know, sure. I mean, um. Yeah, I think this is a the even from you know Sean was saying I guess you know the, technologically uh, this movie probably was ahead of its time. We have to kind of appreciate that as we go back. I think uh, Russell Mulcahy introduced a lot of um, techniques that uh, music videos are still using. He was the first guy to like letterbox a, a music oh. video, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, and I'm surprised that he didn't from this go on to have like a David Fincher like career. Instead he just ends up being like exploitation guy and, you know, like yeah. genre dude. I mean, I guess Ricochet was the one that you know, feels like it should have put him somewhere. Right. But I don't think that movie performed that well. Or wasn't very well you know, hmm. it wasn't received like, you know, a great big summer blockbuster. Sure. Um but I mean, I would definitely say you got to check out this movie. There can be only one. There should have been only one. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, B movie vault. This was uh, the only one that needed to be, and it holds up today. And uh, it's still a very, very good uh, example of uh, '80s adventure, sword and sorcery. Should there be only one? Stay tuned for like six months from now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> Oh, they put Michael Ironside on wires and he's like flying through this like Blade Runner. Oh. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that was a uh, freak show recommended. Hell yeah, it was. Okay. You got to see. Uh, that means the rules are you got to watch uh, Highlander. Them's the rules. Next week, we're going to be watching a movie that's chosen by. Sean, what movie are we watching next week? Next week, we're going to be watching Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I told okay. you. I told you. I wanted to see the rest of that movie. So, all right. Are right, we gonna watch it next Don't week? Anything about this movie? So, no. Nope. Ah. What you were saying off mic. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's better than what I was saying yeah, off mic. I only caught the end of that conversation. So. Oh yeah. No, it's better than that. All right. We'll I, I think we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Stay tuned. Uh, next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.